The journalistic standards of the New York Times newspaper have been questioned after a video surfaced of one of its editors revealing his political and professional views. And you're going to be helping with the Times, right? Yeah. Cool. Thank you. I will be objective. Yeah. Why I'm there. Like, yeah. After exactly. the campaign, I'm like, no, I need to get back in the news and keep doing Well, the man you saw in the video there, Nicholas Dudik, is an audience strategy editor for the New York Times. He says he previously worked for the campaigns of both Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. Besides that, he once claimed that former FBI director James Comey was his, quote, godfather, although he later changed his story on that. The New York Times has reacted to the revelations released by Project Veritas. In a statement, the newspaper did admit that Dudek apparently violated the outlet's own ethics code, but they claim that he exaggerated the control he actually has at the outlet. However, an editor bragging about his own bias might turn out to be just the tip of the iceberg, as Project Veritas has released further revelations regarding Dudek and his connections to people at Silicon Valley. With more on that, here's Artie Samira Khan. Project Veritas has just released its second video featuring audience strategy editor Nick, uh, Nick Dudick, uh, who delved further into influencing the news, and uh, but this time through social media manipulation. Uh, he even calls himself the gatekeeper who uh, decides what goes out and uh, what doesn't. But what's particularly interesting is that uh, sometimes his decisions aren't made in the interests of the media organization he's working for. As an editor, I, I'm a gatekeeper. So I can choose what goes out and what doesn't go out. And let's say we wrote something about Facebook negatively. We actually just did a video about Facebook negatively. And I chose to put it in a spot that I knew wouldn't do What was the story about? Now, in that particular soundbite, Dudek uh, refers to the New York Times video, uh, how Facebook is changing your internet posted back in September. Uh, besides that, he also bragged about how his friends, quote, curate the front page of YouTube. Uh, uh, Project Veritas also managed to reach one of Dudek's uh, YouTube connections, friend and former colleague Ernest Petty, uh, who works as YouTube's brand and diversity curation lead. Uh, Petty explained how YouTube pushes what he calls legitimate news to the top, uh, manipulating algorithms to promote certain news pieces and even censor content. Uh, but according to Petty, his team has the ability to control the news carousel, uh, saying that a relationship with YouTube is, quote, invaluable for Dudek and the New York Times. Uh, and on hidden camera, he revealed uh, that YouTube engineers uh, sometimes intervene manually to change trending videos. In very rare cases, we will try to make up for the fact that something isn't in the trending tab. Okay. It's very rare. Okay. But in those cases, then we will like use some human intervention to make sure that like to encourage the thing to be there, basically. Now, we requested YouTube to confirm or deny whether or not uh, Petty works for the platform and for comments uh, about the allegations made in the video, but we've received no response as of yet. Okay, let's bring in a guest. Stephen Gordon is the communications director at Project Veritas, and he joins us on the line. Great to have you on, Stephen. Fascinating work, this. How damning do you think the revelations are? 
Well, it's not exactly that they're revelations because I think it's something we all know happens. Certain political entities, certain media entities rise to the top of the pecking order. There's collusion between the social media networks and the major media outlets. And both RT and Project Veritas have suffered from this in the past. What we did was we caught it. We caught them admitting it. We caught them being candid on undercover video, admitting what most people, what most Americans and what most people around the world strongly suspect was the case anyway, but just couldn't prove. We've just proved it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's great work. I don't know how you did it, but you got these people to make these these kind of confessions. And if we take it on face value that what they said was true, for example, YouTube manually placing videos in trending lists. Um, I mean, how much of a deceit of the public is this? Because people do put a lot of trust that, you know, what they see is real. I think it's a very, very major deceit. I think one of the worst deceits the mainstream media does and now major social media does is gatekeeping. And it's their role. It's not necessarily it's stopping or suppressing storylines that they don't want to hear or don't want you to hear. So they can bump up their narrative to the top of the list. And most people trust this. We need to break through that. But the distrust of the media in America is very, very high. People trust lawyers. Even more than the media, I think the last time I checked, they certainly trust garbage men more than the media. And most people trust their local crook more than the media. What's going on here, though? Is this this manipulation and uh, this deceit, this was outright lying, uh, is it for monetary gain or is it political gain? It's both. I mean, and we and we indicated this several times in several ways through these first two videos we put out in the series. They're doing it for the clickbait value. They're also doing it for the political value. Um, Mr. Dudick, who's kind of the star of these first two videos, um, was pretty clear about having worked for two presidential campaigns and wanting to continue his mission um, working for the New York Times. I mean, he was pretty clear about it. There's no ambiguity in his words. And what's interesting is in the New York Times statement, they didn't rebut the accuracy of what we said. We kind of suspected they're going to say, well, he's a low-level guy. But we, they did. They said he's a junior employee. But they didn't rebut the accuracy of what we put out. They're just making excuses. But I've got some news for the New York Times. You better watch out because we have more cameras. We have more people. We've got more videos coming soon. And everybody we get won't be somebody that the New York Times can say, he's just a junior staffer. Do you think that this kind of manipulation is something relatively new, or has it always been there? I think it's always been there, but as these major Internet companies are growing and maturing and becoming almost monopolistic, they've got the ability to do a lot more than they used to in the startup days of the Internet. And so they, they're colluding. They're in bed with the New York – in this case, YouTube and the New York Times are in bed. And when New York – and New York Times and YouTube are in bed. The bastard child of that relationship is fake news. Do you think that actually the public will respond and, and treat these organizations differently? Because we've seen it in the past, the likes of Google, Apple, Facebook, caught handing over data to the government. It should have shocked people to the extent they changed their behavior, but it doesn't seem to. Will people change? We're seeing more and more video platforms out there for once with respect to YouTube. New York Times is one of the few old school media outlets that's able to, you know, continue business on an internet model. But these is becoming tougher and tougher for all media outlets to be competitive in that environment. Most of the paper, newspaper dailies, 
are shutting down or ex- experiencing extreme financial hardship, and we expect that's going to continue and get worse. With the combined distrust level with already declining readership, and eventually they're going to shut down and make way for new media. We're, new media is already dominating in a lot of aspects. For instance, we might have millions of views on YouTube and going on a major television network. They, they would die for the same amount of eyeballs on their programming. And I don't mean to pick on you here, but you guys have a YouTube channel, too. So you can see compare the numbers of viewers you have versus your YouTube views. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking, do you think that uh, this is the biggest problem we face now? Uh, f- for example, manipulation. Of, of our private data, uh, manipulation of how we view our news. Fake news is the kind of the, the, the biggest phrase going around at the moment. What's the next big thing that you want to tackle in terms of protecting the public? We're still going after fake news. We're going after it with the mainstream media. We have more stuff. We did a series on CNN not that long ago, and that's how we started our America Pravda series. And I was happy to be a guest on your network for that. And we're now hitting the New York Times, and we've got more to come in the New York Times. So if I was an executive at the New York Times, I'd be sleeping with one eye open over the weekend because who knows what we got next week or next month or early next year coming out with the New York Times upbranding on it. Stephen, appreciate you taking the time to come on to speak to us. It's been a fascinating uh, piece of work that you have submitted for everybody to take a look at. Interesting to see what kind of coverage it gets in the mainstream media as well. Stephen Gordon, pleasure to speak to you. Communications Director at Project Veritas.